0: Hey everybody, welcome to Dean Gnome Sports. This is Mike Dean. It's been a week since the Super Bowl uh was played last Sunday. Uh kind of anticlimactic game to be honest. Uh 31 to 9. Not much of a game. Uh Tom Brady was Tom Brady. He, The goat doing goat things. Uh, Todd Bowles made a great defensive game plan going in and executed it with precision. But I think really the uh, glaring questions that need to be asked after the fact is what was going on with Andy Reid and the Chiefs you know his whole coaching staff. What was wrong with Pat Mahomes? I mean, we all know he's got the, he had the turf toe, but I think there was even you know something more going on there. I mean, there was just you know because he was running, it seemed fine. I mean, he might add a little bit of a limp with with after some of his runs and stuff, but I mean, he, he I saw that he ran an estimated five hundred yards in that game, just running away from defenders and stuff. So I mean. If the turf you know he he obviously got the right cortisone injection to help him with the turf toe to keep him pain free for the most part so what kept him from making like the throws that he was, you know what what why couldn't he connect with the receivers that he was uh throwing to um that that's the big glaring thing in my mind that that I came out of the Super Bowl with was, you know, um, yeah, Todd Bowles did a good game plan on him. You know, he, he let Kelsey room free in, uh, underneath stuff and made sure that Kelsey couldn't beat them, you know, long. Um They doubled Tyree Kill as much as they could, which in my mind left the other speedster, McClell Hardman as the guy to go after and mahomes tried to in the first series if you remember he went after he he threw two balls to him and Hartman was open. He 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 had green in front of him on both of those throws if mahomes connects on any one of those he's Roman free for a touchdown easily. So Right there, it was when I when I saw those first two incompletions on the first series, I knew something was off with Mahomes. Just he, you know, ninety nine out of a hundred times he makes that throw, he hits he hits Hardman in stride, and and he's that and that guy is you know, blast blowing by everybody to hit to the end zone. Both of those throws. If he connects with them, so if that were if the if that had happened, you're talking about a completely different game. You know, Kansas City goes up by seven. You know, Tampa Bay. Maybe they have the same game plan. Maybe they don't. I don't know. Maybe they don't run the ball as much at that point. But and why don't you know Andy Reid? Why wasn't he running the ball? He just stopped running the ball I, I, after halftime. They they were down twenty one six. You know, their offense had been putrid. You know, they, they weren't. You know, Mahomes was running around like crazy, and when they did run the ball, they were they did okay. I mean, they, they, they gained yards and had decent drives, which led to two field goals, obviously. But I mean. When they got the when they got the field goals, those drives were made possible by the running of the ball with Edward Solaire and Williams. So, I mean, Andy Reid, you're down twenty one to six. Don't you make a halftime adjustment to to say you know maybe we should shorten the game here. First possession, he doesn't even call a run after halftime. Doesn't call a run. Just chucking the ball, chucking the ball, chucking three and out. Three and out, and then Tampa Bay goes down and scores again. So, in the back of my mind, do you think that what happened to his son... Was was that weighing on him more than the game itself? Do you think? I I think that's a question that really needs to be asked. And Reed, if that was the case, then maybe Reed should have, you know, deferred a lot of the play calling and just you know let Eric Biennemi run the offense, let Steve Spagnola run the defense, and just you know, be more of a just you know a figurehead. If, if indeed that was weighing on his mind with what happened with his son the night before or a couple of nights before. I mean, that, that's got to be, a, that's gotta be a, a factor to think about. The other thing is the reason why Mahomes was running around like crazy. They came in down two offensive line starters. They were on their third different right tackle. In a second different center, I mean when you're going in with the with with, with that kind of a uh, depletion in your offensive line you' you're you're not giving yourself much of a chance to win at that point i mean you, you can't use injuries as an excuse obviously I mean because you know the guys that aren't there aren't contributing so you can't you can't you know you can't blame that. You can't. That can't be used as an excuse. You, you, you can only use what you work with. But that's got to be a reason, I think, why Mahomes had no time to throw, had no time to stay in the pocket, and you know, go through his proje- progressions. I I think it's obvious to me that those glaring omissions on his offensive line were pretty pretty profound, and you know Todd Bowles being a a good defensive coordinator, did what he had to do to exploit that obviously and and he had to you know if you're always able to run four i mean they they didn't really blitz if you're always able to uh to to rush four guys every pl- every down and put pressure. And have Pat Mahomes running around, sometimes in the wrong direction. I mean, you, I mean you got to take your hat off to him. And then obviously, and obviously you got to, yeah, I mean you got to take your hat off to Tom Brady and what he did. I mean, might have been, in retrospect, one of the easiest Super Bowl wins he's, that he's ever had. You know, I don't think he, he was, he was, I don't think I've ever seen him any more comfortable. <laughs> you know, yeah, 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 he was sacked a couple times, but I mean, did kids, of city really even make it hard for him? Uh, Gronk, I think Gronk could have had five touchdowns, five touchdowns and, and even more receptions if they wanted to, because they weren't really covering him. I mean what was Evans even a factor <laughs> you know <laughs> you know brown had a touchdown and you know Godwin had his catches but i mean Brady only had to be you know he didn't he didn't have to be i mean he was the mvp of the game because of the three touchdown passes but i mean he, he didn't put up MVP type numbers, though. You know what I mean? He didn't need to. Again, the, he, the fourth quarter, I don't even think he threw a pass. I mean, that's unreal. But I mean, in, in in the end, it's not surprising that the Super Bowl became a blowout because usually the Super Bowl is a blowout. Now, how many how many games like uh, Philly New England uh, a few years ago really happened in the Super Bowl? It, it, It's very rare. It's very rare that the Super Bowl would come down to a last play like in Buffalo and the Giants uh, back over, you know, 20, 30 some years ago. That's unreal, you know. And I just, uh, I just think a lot more. I think Andy Andy Reid was given a pass for because of what ha- what happened to his son i think the the, the, the media gave him too much of a pass not enough not enough criticism was was laid at his feet and he you know for him not to come out at halftime and not even try to be a, a, make an adjustment was baffling and I think that's that's going to be my glaring that that's going to be my take from it is not as much, you know. Yes, Brady is the goat. Yes, all time the best quarterback ever. But I uh, don't believe the really the Chiefs really made it difficult for him, and that's 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 the sad thing for me that. They, it was almost like they came unprepared, and they had to, they'd, they'd played them. They they had played earlier in the season and beat them. So for them to be, for them to, for for them to have played that way, with Tampa making all the adjustments off off of the previous game, and then Kansas City not adjusting to that is is really really perplexing. And so. That's I think that's all I really got on the, the the Super Bowl front there. That's my that's my analysis. Take with it what you will. Um, now coming up ahead is going to be an off season unlike any we've ever seen. You, COVID has. It's not clear yet what, whether COVID is going to lower the salary cap or not, but already there are teams that you know it's there's you know half the leagues prepared for it half the leagues not prepared for it so those teams that have tons of cap room you're going to be seeing a whirlwind of moves by those teams and then the teams that that are just way way under I mean over the cap like Philly, for example, <laughs> uh they are gonna be making a lot of you're gonna be seeing a lot of trades of veteran players to those teams that are gonna be under way under the cap. And you you're gonna like your your New Englands, your uh your Raiders Um, the Jaguars the Jaguars are going to be the team that has the most cap room the Jets Colts and Patriots and with the Bengals rounding out the top 5 there so those are going to be your 5 teams where teams that are going to be cap-scrapped like Philly, like New Orleans, Nike, the Rams, Packers, and Falcons. Well, they're going to be looking to trade anybody that has a, a a relatively high cap number and looking for draft picks. So, I mean, that Those type of deals are just going to come at a flurry. When is NFL free agency? So, you're looking about in in about another month... That's when free agents can negotiate contracts. So I guess the so I guess that'll be when you start seeing some of the moves. Usually, it's right right around there when when free agency starts, and then you'll get a flurry you'll 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 get a you know a plethora of moves right away, and then it'll cool down. And then right at the draft at the end of April is when, you know, moves will start back up again. Heading into that. So I think like when you look at the you know, the, the teams that were in the Super Bowl, uh Tampa Bay is still under the cap, so they they're they're gonna be able to do some stuff. Even though they have a lot of free agents. A lot of free agents on the defensive side. Uh, Fournette's a free agent. Godwin's a free agent. Uh, Gronk is a free agent. Gronk will come back because Brady's back. That's I think that's an obvious. But uh, I think with Tampa, you know, with Tampa Bay, you're probably going to look at... They're going to let Godwin go. Because Mike Evans signed a really, really... Uh, long-term big-time deal last offseason so they're not godwin they're not going to be able to keep godwin and evans you know two number ones two number one receivers that's just not not going to be feasible in a salary cap world um and defensively you got to think that you know Some of the veteran guys they might not be able to bring back, like Indominic and Sue. Who else? Let's look at Tampa Bay. I think with Tampa Bay, you're going to be seeing. Yeah, they, you're probably going to have see them release one of their big offensive linemen that's making money, Donovan Smith. Um, Jason Pierre-Paul is probably not coming back. He's, he's going to make making too much money and they'll probably wind up trading O.J. Howard. who, I mean, did he even catch a ball this year? I don't even know, honestly. Um, but they're going to need to do that in order to keep Shaquille Barrett, Levante Davis Gronk, Sue Antonio Brown all the all those guys they obviously didn't mention Godwin so I think they they pretty much agree that he's going to be gone so but uh Preliminary, just you know, researching the teams and stuff. I, the, the 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 two teams that I think that are going to be making a ton a ton of additions, you know, via trade and 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 free agency, are going to be the Colts and the Patriots. Look for the Patriots to make a big play. If 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 indeed the Shulman Watson is still on the market, I think they want him bad. They want him bad, and they want to surround him with as many, you know, as many weapons as possible. Um, the Colts, there's still talk of the Carson Wentz uh, going to them. Um, I don't even know at this point. And the, the fact that, that the talk is that the, the Eagles are willing to swallow 30 mil in cap space is just mind-boggling. I don't see how a team could run that way. I you know, uh, that basically tells me that they're going to take a loss for the season. Which, okay, but in the NFC East, they could still win the damn division if they take a loss. You know, that division is so bad. Even if they... Decide, okay. The, the, this, you know, we're, like I guess in a tanking situation, but well, if they somehow win six or seven games, they win the division. The division is putrid. No, I mean, the the the, the, t- the top team in the division as far as salary cap room is still Washington. Unreal. What are these? It almost—it just almost seems like these general managers on these teams are literally thinking that they're playing fantasy football in real life. It's—it's it's unbelievable. I don't. It, I don't get what's what's going on with, with some of these teams. I don't, and honestly, I don't get what's really going on because I mean I'm seeing all sorts of reports. I don't know if they're true or not, but there's there was a report circulating last week that Russell Wilson was disgruntled. I mean come on well, and he wanted to be involved in personnel decisions um this is like i said it's this this is not fantasy football you know you're the quarterback. you play on one side of the ball you don't have a say in what happens on the defensive side sorry it's not not your place. And I mean, you, you know, maybe for trying to protect you offensively on the offensive line or maybe with, you know, skill position, you know, you could be a consultant, but you you're not getting the final say because you're not signing the contracts. It's that it's simple matter of fact. No quarterback has that power. Tom Brady doesn't have that power. Now, Tom Brady does have the power to go to the GM and suggest, hey, you know what? I'd like to have Rob Gronkowski as my tight end. Okay, will talk with Rob Gronkowski and see if we can find a way for him to fit under the salary cap. Because that's what's got to happen. You cannot go over the salary cap or else you'd lose. you get fined a lot of money. Yeah, you get you get fined in the millions, and you get then you lose draft picks. So that's that's the stuff that's going to be weighed on by all of these teams coming up here. Is you know how do we improve the team that we have and stay under the salary cap when there's talk. Of the salary cap, even going down because of COVID, a lot, a lot of decisions. And with the Eagles, oh my gosh, they're going to be—that's going to be a completely different roster next year, and not for a good reason. You can—it's going to be very, very young. So and briefly, what I saw is you know the Chiefs. I believe are gonna are are right at the cap. They're gonna have to all these teams, all these veterans, all these veteran players are gonna have to restructure their contracts if they want their teams to compete next year. Uh, I even thought maybe Buffalo was going to be a player, but they're they're right at the cap number. They're going to have to they're going to have to cut some veterans loose in favor of youth to get the to, you know, to get under the cap. So and it's it's just going to the, the 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 moves that will be made by all the teams in that league and and the. the the frequency and the, the flurry of it, it you're not going to be able to keep up with it. It, it it's it you're gonna your head will literally spin if you try and keep up with it and I mean I'll try and make sense of it when it happens, when it, when it all happens but I mean yeah good luck to me So that was about it. So that 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 that's about all I got for this week. It's a pretty short podcast since, you know, you know, only had one game. And now you got an off season with just a lot a lot of questions that have to be asked by every team, really. You know, every team's going to have to you know make some really really hard decisions on good players and they're gonna have to take some risks and some gambles, and I just you know it'll, it'll it'll be interesting to see it'll be interesting to see next season if they decide you know they'll let the fans actually come back and watch the games that's gonna be another thing you know ooh. will the flurry of 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 the vaccines and and all with, with this covid will will it you know will it will it make a difference in the sports world i don't know just don't know but uh thanks for uh thanks for everybody for uh coming uh, coming in and listening and uh uh hope uh, you got something good out of uh, what i had to tell you today uh uh I, my uncertainty with the uh off season just it, it 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 looms large i just you know i don't think we'll ever see anything like what what will what will indeed happen with all the trading and and whatnot it, it'll it'll be a whirlwind